was on. Certain things get simpler, certain things get more complicated, but, uh, but the joy of the season, I, I, I call this today, Joy Came to Earth. And I want us to look, uh, let's start in Luke chapter 2. And I'm not going to read all the story of, uh, of Jesus' birth, uh, but I do want to uh, hit on a, the, a few things that in, in the, a familiar story, I think, probably to most everybody. I, you know, it's, it's a, the story of Christmas is, and the story of the birth of Christ is it's, it's pretty hard to hide from. It's pretty hard to not be aware of. I mean, it's all over every, you know, it's all over everywhere. But as we read this account in Luke, there's a couple of things that really stood out to me, and, and um, as you know, probably know, and, and sometimes we assume we're in church, or maybe we don't know who's watching or whatever. Sometimes, uh, you know, we have a bad habit, and I try to not do that, but we as Christians sometimes have a bad habit of just assuming we'll say, well, you know, the, the story of, and, you know, somebody may not know that story of. But Joseph and, and Mary, Mary being very pregnant by this time, were headed to, to, to the place they had to go back to Bethlehem to be counted for the census. And, you know, it, was, it just so happened that God orchestrated all of this and put them in the right place at the right time through men that didn't even know they were being used by God. I think that's something that, you know, the king uh, uh, and, the, and the rulers in place there uh, weren't following God, and yet God was directing them. And I, I think sometimes we might forget that. But they were headed there, and there had already been, you know, uh, Mary being pregnant without uh, and being a virgin, carrying the child of God. That in and of itself is an amazing thing. But in verse 8, it says, and I'm in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, now there, and I'm in the New King James today. Now, now there went, were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks by night. Behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You'll find the baby uh, as a sign to you in verse 12. It says, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Now, I, I want to pause right there and, 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 and pick up on a few things. He first of all addressed their fear. When the angel of the Lord showed up, I mean, this was a big deal. I mean, these guys were out, you know, just camping out, taking care of their sheep. You know, Cody, if you did this this way, your sheep might, you know, they'd stay in because, you know, you'd just keep them all right there. No, they still wouldn't, they wouldn't see. He, he's got a lot of sheep, and oftentimes I'll call him, so I'll say, what are you doing? I'll fix and fence. Oh, just go and get my sheep in. Uh, they're they're kind of unruly, but uh, but yet they follow a shepherd, and they follow a voice. and But they're out there taking care of these sheep, and this angel shows up, and the first thing that happens uh, the emotion or the 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 idea the the fear came to them. Fear came to them. They're like, "What is this thing?" And so this was a this was a big deal. I mean, obviously this would this would be an amazing thing that would have happened. But it says in verse thirteen, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men." So it was that when the angel had gone away from them in heaven 
into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, something, I, I read this scripture on Tuesday night as well, but something that really strikes me here is, is the way they responded. Here was this huge event that just, just took place in their lives. I mean, you know, they didn't have access to a whole lot of things. They didn't, they didn't have a whole lot of excitement happening in their life. I mean, you know, they, they hung out with the sheep, and they had a few camels, and they camped out, and they, they, they fought a, off a, a wild animal that came to get their uh, uh, sheep. That might have been the, the biggest event, you know, on a, on, a, on a regular basis. But here the angel of the Lord shows up. The glory of the Lord shone all around them. When, when, the, when the presence of God or the glory of, of the Lord shows, shows up in the Bible in all these instances, I mean, there's power comes with that. I mean, it's an event. And then, the, then a heavenly army, a heavenly host, the, the New Living Translation said, the, the heavenly army, uh, I believe is the way it's worded. So, I mean, here was this, this core of angels singing with him and declaring the glory to God in the highest, that verse 14, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The, the words that came as a result of, of what took place became more important than the event it, it itself. And we'll see this because these men immediately, faith rose in their heart. I love this, the way they responded. It says, let us now go. You know, they didn't go, yeah, you know, I, maybe... I remember certain moments in my life where God showed up so strongly that it was like, this is now. There, there is nothing more important. I always, always, or I've shared several times that a moment where I was sitting, maybe in like in the second row, and, and we were at the glory barn, and there was a man teaching, and I, I really honestly don't remember who was teaching, but I remember I was sitting maybe about where Mara is, and there was somebody on maybe either side of me. There was nobody in the front row uh, right in front of me, and the man had an altar call for you know just giving your life to God. It was like it was, you know, and it wasn't a... a something that he really brought a lot of emotion to it. Well, he wasn't a, a screamer or a preacher, screaming preacher that, you know, incited some, some emotion. It was that God moved on me so clear, and I had to get there to the front because he said, that's where, you know, if, if that's you, step up. And I couldn't go around anybody. I had to go through the chair. I mean, I moved the chairs in front of me to get to the front because I knew that was where God was. And, and that's kind of the, the thing that I saw in this. There's been other times in my life where, where you know, God showed up in, my, in, in the prayer time or maybe in a church service so strongly that everything else kind of, kind of went away. <clears throat> I remember another time we were in Mexico and uh, we had... We had uh, I was there on a missions uh, trip with, with a church, and, and this would have been early in ministry when I was still in youth ministry. Uh, hadn't, hadn't been in, in ministry that long, but I was in a youth minister. And, and I remember that, that God, the power of God was so strong in that place where I was. And I don't remember if we were in, I think it was in Manzanillo. Um, in fact, I know it was. And, and, but but I w we were there ministering. 
But yet God ministered to me uh, in, in such a powerful way that I've, I've laid on the floor with the presence of God so powerful I couldn't, I couldn't get up. There was, it was like, but the image that God showed me, the, the vision that God showed me, the things that I saw, people coming to God and, and the, the things that I was doing, but, but more importantly, the, the people and the lives that were going to be touched by God through me, the things that God moved me in during that time are so, so powerful. In that same trip, uh, there were times where we ministered, saw tremendous th people come and set free and delivered. Uh, I, I, I could go into stories. I'd freak some of you out if I told you some of the things that we saw. Um, but deliverances from people, you know, just bound by demons and, and, and whole masses of, of a, a big mass just as I laid my hands on it just dissolved. And a man's legs that were just because of diabetes just totally almost non-functional felt almost wooden. It was the weirdest thing. But as I, as I prayed for him, soon I prayed for him, he set free. And, and it was some of the coolest things that, that we saw. That wasn't the only time we've seen things like that, but that was one instance uh, or, two, or two that was so powerful. But that was the kind of thing it was now. In, in, in that mountain village, there in, uh, in the mountains of Manzanillo, Mexico, there was, there was nothing but a witch doctor. And, I mean, you know, we talk about, well, you know, it'll be all right, rub a little dirt on it. They literally didn't have any kind of medical uh, assistance or help. But as God showed up, it was amazing what, what happened. But they had had a moment similar to that. Now, some of you may have never experienced a moment like that where, where you've experienced God to that level. But when we make Jesus Lord, when we truly surrender our life to Jesus Christ, it's a moment much like that. It just might not be that dramatic. But when we, make, when, when we give our life to Jesus Christ... It, it, when we hear the, it's because we hear the gospel, we hear the word, we hear the good news. It was proclaimed to him. Some of you may have had those moments where you said, okay, this is, this is it. This is the new day. This is something that changed in me. And as the transformation comes, he said, we're going to go see. But notice how they saw that in verse 15 or said that. Shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing Let's see if this had really happened. That's not what they said. They didn't go, hey, you know what? That'd be cool. Let's, let's go check this out. Let's go. No. They said, let's go see this thing that has happened. Now, the only way that they could have had that confidence was that they took the word that said, this is yours. See, when, when we take God at His word like that, you know, first of all, I think we have to be receptive to God speaking. I think a lot of times we're, we're, we're running from God instead of running to God, or we're resisting God, or we don't want to truly hear. But when we finally get to a place that we say, you know what, God, I'm going to receive you, when, when we receive communion, and when I talked about that where, where forgiveness is concerned, you know, when we receive communion, we're, rem we're, we're remembering what Jesus did. And you know, the world that we live in, there's a whole lot of challenges to the Bible. I mean, not you, you're, you're here. Most of you pretty much at least believe that, you know, most of this at least, or some of it at least. There's people in this world that don't believe any of it. There's people in the world that have totally rejected it. But 
but when the truth of God's Word comes into our life, it's like that, that shining light that can't be resisted any longer. See, God loves you. He died for you. When we take those communion elements, we're taking that as a remembrance of a body, that, of a man who chose God becoming flesh. That, that man, Jesus, chose. He felt every pain. He felt every, every hurt. He, he took every shame. He was humiliated, beaten when he didn't have to be. At any moment, he could have said, uh-uh, <laughs> sucker, you pulled my beard one too many times. That's the way some of y'all would be. Jerking his beard out by just grabbing handfuls of it. When they shoved that crown of thorns down on his head. But he did that for us. He received that beating. When he, they tied him, they strapped him to that, that post, however it was, to be beaten with that cat of nine tails. And you know what? At any moment, he could have said, uh-uh. I have a feeling that it's, it's somewhat like that image that God showed me in that, that vision of, of the ministry that for my life, he saw faces even to the point of seeing you. And, and you know, that's kind of hard to comprehend sometimes. And yet, God in his omnipotence and omniscience, how God is able to... To, to be everywhere, to, to see everything, all-powerful, all without limitation, that he could do that. Even though being as a man, feeling every pain and, and, and seeing and, and hearing every word and, and, and being shamed in the way that he was shamed, and yet he did that for us. But when we hear that word, we hear that, that, that gospel being preached, when we, when we hear that he would do that for us, even knowing us from beginning to end, even knowing those things, how God, how He died for us. When we hear that gospel and we hear that being preached, see, that's, that's like the, 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 the first uh, gospel that was ever shared, the good news that was ever shared was this, is glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That goodwill was the Messiah's coming, and He's removing every barrier between us and God. Man couldn't be in the presence of God, couldn't receive all that God had for us. But yet he, he here in, in this moment, in this time, he's, he's, they're beginning that, that word being proclaimed. He says, let us go now to see, verse 15 still, this thing that has come to pass, which, notice, the Lord has made known to us, the revelation of the word of God. I'm going to tell you what, when God makes known to you certain things, you can't be talked out of it. There, there's, there's certain things when God says, I, I love you enough to die for you. I love you enough to forgive you. I used one of the scriptures, uh, 1 John 1, 9. How powerful that scripture is for us as believers that we understand the power of the, the, for, of the repentance and the forgiveness that's exchanged back. It's it's, it's the Word of God that says when you repent, when you ask God to forgive you, you're forgiven. No longer to be beaten down by condemnation, but to be, be lifted up through the forgiveness and the cleansing, the setting us right, the, the restoration. 
What a powerful thing that that is. Now notice verse 16, it says, And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now when they had heard, or when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all things and pondered them in her heart. Notice verse 20. It says, Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. It's another reason I love my, my physical Bible that I can underline and circle. You see there in verse 17, it says that they were told. And then, then it says in verse uh, uh, 20, or no, verse 18, it says that they were told. And then, and then they were repeating what they were told. How are you told something? Words are given to you. You see, they were told, but they were... Notice it, it, it says that, that they received it from the Lord. They glorify God and praise God for all the things that they, they heard and seen and were told. Man, they, they heard that word. Immediately, faith rose in them. You see, here's the thing. I think if they would have been just basing it on natural events, they would have said, man, we were out here in the, in the, it, it just camping out, doing our job here at work, and this light came and this angel came and the host of it, and you should have seen this thing. It's the most incredible. I can't even describe it. They would have spent all their time talking about that, and yet they talked about this baby that had come and, the, and what it meant. They were told, it says over and over again, they were talking about what they were told. What they were told was what was being preached. What they were told was what they were sharing. That's what they were spreading. They weren't spreading the story about the, the, the amazing event of God showing up and, or, or the angels at least showing up with the word of God and the host. I mean, that would have been incredible. That was a side event. That was a small thing. And see, that's what takes place in our heart when, when we truly hear the Word of God and, and we receive what, what has been told us. When God speaks to us through His Word, through the gospel of, of the, and the love, when we hear about what Jesus has provided for us in relationship with God, it begins to, to be the main thing. You know, people, people start to talk or, or, or sometimes ask, you know, how do I, how do I share you know, how, how, do I, how do I, you know, lead somebody to Christ or, or how do I witness to somebody? First of all, you have to understand, you don't witness because you're perfect. You don't need a seminary degree to witness to somebody. You don't need to have gone through, you know, six steps of whatever to witness to somebody, to share somebody. You just need to know Jesus and, and give an account. Now, there's nothing wrong with having some of those other things, as long as they don't get in a way your education gets to the point where you're, you know, you're 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 in too caught up in that. But here's the thing: a transformed life is what, and and you and, and it may be the transformation may be still in the works. Last I checked, most of you weren't perfect. 
fact, I'm trying to figure out, hmm. No, we're not perfect. <laughs> but here's the thing. We were transformed, first of all, in our spirit man. Our, our, our spirit man, born, born again, that's what that means, being born again. Simplicity of the gospel is my, my heart has been changed, my spirit man has been changed. And then my life begins to be transformed. It, it begins to change as well. You know, the power of joy is something that also was related in this story. He said, he said, glory to God in the highest on earth, or wait a minute, verse, uh, back up to verse 10. He says, do not be afraid, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the King. That was the word that they began to talk about. That was the thing that they began to focus on. And he said there's great joy with that. You know, joy is an amazing thing that is different than happiness. We're happy to see people. We're happy we have a heat. You know, we have heat when it's cold. We're, we're happy we have a meal that we enjoy. We're happy about, you know, when somebody does something nice for us. But joy is one of those things that, that is from the Spirit of God that's on the inside. It's like God's love. It's like His peace. You know, when we, when we talk about the peace of God which passes understanding flooding our hearts and our mind, it's, it's that it's not affected by or it's not, its source is not outward, it's inward. Same way with that joy. And that joy is not happy. There's a saying that says, happiness depends on happenings, but joy is from the Lord. Joy is that thing that comes from the inside out that isn't affected by everything outward. You know, I was, um, this morning we were trying to, again, trying to sort through getting everything we, we needed to get done, done, so we could get here to church on time. And, and my wonderful wife was, was ready early this morning, but we had to, I had borrowed a pickup that I needed to deliver back, and I wanted to do it before church because, you know, Kenzie's wanting to hunt this afternoon, and so, you know, I didn't really have time. I, I was really planning to make sure that I got church done so that I could get my nap before I went hunting. Seriously important thing, you know, for that nap and the Sunday afternoon. But you know what? Here's the thing. I lost my joy for a little bit. I told Sue, I said, I'm preaching on joy and I'm losing my joy. Yeah. But you know, here's the thing. It, it didn't leave for long. I really never lost my joy, but my happiness was gone because the happenings of the morning were going to make us late for church. But you know what? God worked it out to where it all worked out, and I was still here. We were still here in, even before 10, or a little bit earlier than I, than I used to get here. And I love pulling up here, and there's already 10 or 15 cars here, and there's already people got everything rolling and going. It's such a blessing to pastor a church that I don't have to do everything. That, that, that's, that's an awesome thing. But there's joy that's based on happen uh, uh, from that comes from the inside out. So I want to I want to real quickly let's look at John chapter fifteen and, and we'll talk about Jesus just a little bit because he then talks about this joy that comes as a result of him being in our heart in our lives. 
Jesus, again, this John 14, 15, and 16 were, were, cha were chapters on the, on the discussion or the conversation that Jesus was having with His disciples right before He went to the cross. It applies to all of us. It, it, it brings, comes into to our life. But in verse um, John chapter 15, verse 11, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Isn't it interesting um, how he says, my joy remain in you, but, but your joy may be full. Verse 12 says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. A greater love hath no man than, it, than this that he laid down his life for his friends. It's, he's preparing them for him going to the cross. Now, now notice he, he talked about that joy, and then, then, he, then he begins to talk about love, and, and it's not just a, a brotherly or friend love, it's the love of God and the transformation that's going to happen because of that love and that willingness to go to that cross. In verse uh, 14, chapter 14, right across the page, at least in my Bible, John chapter 14, He's talked about joy. He's talked about love. He's also talking about, verse 25, these things I've spoken to you, that while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who is from the Father, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all the things that I've said to you. And then He says something very important here in verse 27 as well. He says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, here again, it, it's an example of the fruit of the Spirit, which we're, we're not going to talk all about, but, but that, the whole thing of Advent is we, we talk about peace and we talk about hope and we talk about love and we talk about joy and we talk about some of these fruits of the Spirit that are in operation in, a, in and through us and provided because of what Jesus has done. He says, I want you to have my joy it to be in you. I want you to have my peace that it be in you. I want you to walk in the love of God as well. Verse uh, John chapter 16. Look at this, and, and, and he says this again. Obviously, it's pretty important because he just keeps bringing this out. He says, therefore, you, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day you will, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you that whatever you ask, ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name, but ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Again, the, the joy being something that, that comes from the inside out, but it affects every area of our life. You know, during the, during the Christmas holiday season or in the busyness of life, there's a lot of things that can steal your joy if it's conditioned by the outside. But choose to say, okay, God, I'm going to rely on the helper, the Holy Spirit, whose fruit is on the inside of me because... If I made Jesus Lord, He's there. So that means, God, I have a love. I have a love that's beyond conditional. I have a joy that's not, not regulated by things around me. I have a peace that passes understanding. 
Even when there's all kinds of chaos, I have peace. And then I can have, all of that comes as a result of my hope in, in, in my faith that I put in Christ Jesus. An amazing, uh, amazing how that all ties together. Let's look at one more, one more verse, Romans chapter 15. I begin to look at these verses on, on joy. It's pretty interesting how oftentimes love, joy, peace are all tied together real closely when Jesus is talking. And here the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter uh, 15, verse 13, he says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, he wraps it all up right there and, and, and brings it all together. Because of what came in, in Christ Jesus was that hope for mankind. A lot of times in this world, there's people are putting hope in a lot of different things. Things that are fleeting. You know, you put your hope in the stock market. It ain't worked out real good. You put your hope in politics. Yeah, put your hope in a lot of things that can falter, change, or diminish. We put our, our confidence and our hope in Christ Jesus. We got something that won't falter. He says, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You know, when we put our faith in, in Jesus Christ, it's more than just salvation. Salvation's great. That's... That's what we want eternally. I mean, we want to know that when we die, we're, we're right with God. But it's amazing that He also then comes into our regular everyday life with a joy that can't be stolen by a terrible driver, you know, like road, you know, driving by, you know, somebody getting in your way, in other words, slowing you down. Somebody, it can't be by, by, by you know, your wife not going on and doing what you know you, you ask her to, or your husband. It can't be. It can't be for a moment. It, it's wrapped up in. I've got something on the inside. You have an ability to love even when people don't love you. The example of Jesus loving those men that were beating him because he he saw you and I. What a blessing, and the peace that comes from having that knowing that we're forgiven. Let's, let's stand, if you would, and as we get ready to close this service today, I, I, just, I just pray that, that, that you tap into that, that hope that's in Christ Jesus, receive the love of what He gave for us, to us, and, and then we can walk in the joy of the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we just come before you today. and. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you that in this, in this time, in this busy season, that, Lord, we don't forget where our source of strength and hope and love and joy and all of the fruits of the Spirit come from you. Father, it all begins with that relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Lord, if there's anybody within the sound of my voice that, that maybe never really made that decision to, to surrender to you, maybe never, maybe never said... Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. The Bible is very clear. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. That's for those that are already born again. 
But for us, for, or for anyone, I should say, that, that hasn't made that decision, the Bible says that if we confess Him as Lord, we don't have to confess all our sins. He already knows those, but we have to confess Him as Lord. That if we can say with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is the Christ, that, he's, that, that God, you raised Him from the dead, that we can be saved. If there's anybody who needs to pray that prayer, who hasn't made that choice and that decision, I pray that you come to me, connect with me, be bold, make a choice and a decision. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for the life-changing power of God in the gospel, in the word, that going forth today. We praise you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I, I don't always make that offer, but I'm going to be around afterwards. Catch me and and, and let's pray.